0: The title of this this preaching is called, Who Are You? Jacob or Israel? And the question is for us to think, Who am I? Am I Jacob or am I Israel? And we we will explore this. At the end you're going to understand what I'm talking about. I want to explore with you how can we improve our relationship with God. Do you wonder sometimes why it's hard or difficult to enjoy being in God's presence? Do you have difficulty sometimes to pray and stay still, or to read the Bible and understand what you're reading? Do you have this difficult? Yes. I think everyone sometimes we have. Some days we are connected, other days we are not. And why this happen? Why sometimes it's hard for us to really connect to the word of God. And uh, another question. How is your relationship with God? Like how also this relationship with others because if you are not okay with God sometimes it's hard also to be okay with people around us. Is it it that true? Yes, sometimes it's hard. But we are going to study the life of a man who was transformed after a single encounter with God. And this story is in the book of Genesis chapter 32 verse 22 to 31. I will read for you the version NIV. And I would like for you to pay attention. Jacob, that night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of Jabok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not empower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's rib so that his rib was wretched uh, and he wretched with the man. Uh, sorry, and he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, "Let me go, for it is daybreak." But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have have overcome. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask, m- ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called that the place Pineal, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Pineal, and he was limping because of his ri- hip rip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the rib because the socket of Jacob's rib was touched near the tendon. Just for you to understand, Jacob was the son of Isaac. He lived and with his parents, but one day he left, and I'm going to explain more. But he left and he went to live with his, uh, f- the family of his mom. And there he got married. But after many years, he decided to come back. And then this passage that we read is talking about the day he was coming back to his father's house. But uh, the circumstance was difficult for him. Because when he left, he, he caused many troubles. He, he had many difficulties with his parents, with his brother. And as he was coming back, he was afraid to face, to af- to face the past, to face his family again. Because he knew he had done many wrong things. And uh, that's why I'm asking you, because before his name was Jake, was, was Jacob, and then after this fight, God changed his name to, to Israel. And we're going to see the meaning of all of this. But sometimes we also, we struggle with our past. Memories that bring us sometimes anguish and fears. And... Uh, Sometimes our, uh, we feel our mind and thoughts paralyzed because of things that happened in the past. Do you believe that you can live without this anguish and fear? Do you believe you can live in peace? Do you believe? Amen. Amen. Me too. But us, like Jacob, sometimes we have to go back. We have to look what's happened and under and process all of this in the presence of God. Jacob, just for you to see, was a man that was born to be a blessing, but he made several mistakes in his life. He deceived his brother by exchanging the right of primogeniture for a plate of soup, because they were twins, Esau and Jacob, but... Esau uh, went uh, hunting, and he, co- he caught nothing, and he came back very hungry. When he got home, Jacob was preparing a very nice soup. And then Esau said, can I have some soup? I'm hungry. I'm dying of hunger. Then his brother said, I give you soup, but you have to give me your right of to be the first child. Because in Israel, the first child received the double of the blessing from their parents. And Jacob, he, he, he desired that blessing. And then he said, you give me that blessing. And then his brother said, okay, I, if I don't give you, I'm going to die. Then it's better for you to have my blessing, my this right, and I have food. He was very, uh, not a good exchange, but it wasn't what's happened. Um, and then another circumstance happened, when his father was getting old, and they knew before parents, the father died, he needed to bless their kids, and Esau was away again hunting, and then Esau was the, like the, the child that the father loved the most. But Jacob was really loved by his mom. And then mom said, Jacob, I know you bought your blessing that day when you, you get the food, but you need to receive the blessing. Your father needs to pray for you. And then let's do something. Let's make him to bless you. We're going to deceive daddy. And then she gave clothes off his brother, put some feather, and then put some uh, things that on his arm. Then he was uh, smelling like his brother. He was looking like his brother. And because his father was blind, he was able to deceive his father. And he got the blessing. But what's happened? Do you know what's happened? His brother got very cross. And then what's happened? He had to flee. He had to g- go away from there because his brother wanted to kill him. And then you see, like he, he did a lot of wrong things. He chose many wrong ways to get what God already promised to him. He wanted to solve things on his own way. And then because of that, he had to flee, he had to run from, from there and when he got to the place he went he went to, to stay with his mom's uh, uh, family he met a lady and he wanted to marry her but he was deceived the way he deceived his father he was deceived by his family like by, by his father-in-law and then he was reaping the curse. He was reaping the deceptions. He was reaping the, all the bad things that he did. Like Luciano read, everything we sow, we're going to reap. And this man had this circumstance. And I just want you to remember, don't forget that everything we sow, we will reap. Everything that we sow, we will reap. We have to be careful the way we act, the way we do things to people. Jacob received, I'm going to say again, he received Leah as his wife, and he was in love with Rachel. He had his salary changed several times. He was working for his father-in-law, and his salary was changed many times. But after so much suffering, so much deception, he still prospered, even though God blessed him. But his past still haunted him. There was things in his personal life that were not right. His past perse- persecuted him. Every time someone called his name Jacob, he remembered, I am a deceiver, a cheater, a fraudulent, and a liar. And when you read this passage in the Amplified Bible, Genesis 32, verse 27, you can see. The man asked him, what is your name? And in shock of rea- realization, he whispered. He said, Jacob. Why? Because he knew he was a supplanter, a schemer, a tricker, and a slander." He knew what he was doing all the time. He knew what was inside of his heart. He knew that his heart was not right. That's why he said, very ashamed, his own name, to the, to the man. But one day he understood. He had to go back there and fix it. We often make mistakes. We make wrong decisions and Don't go back to fix our mistakes. If you don't face our past, it will devour uh, you. If you don't repent from your sins, there will always be an open door for the enemy to come and to accuse you, for people to condemn you or for you to blame yourself. That's why always in the Bible we see God calling us to repent from our sins why we need to repent because when we don't repent there is an open door for the enemy to hold your life you're always gonna have this word of accusation come against you that's why it's so important to repent to confess and to abandon our sins the bible says in first john john 1 8 if we confess let's read together it's, are you going to project here? First John 9 let Let's read together. If we, we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all injustice. Again, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all injustice. That's why it's so important to confess our sins, to not live with our lives with sin. Beloved, if your life is stagnant, if you don't grow spiritually, if you do not enjoy inner peace, if your life with God is not pleasant, if you do not take pleasure in being in his presence, if your mind is always runs away from God, it can I can assure you there is things in your past that have not yet been resolved. We need to, to clear our heart. I remember last week when Pastor Ken was preaching here, one of the examples he gave was about a car that he bought. I don't know if you remember, I was translating, I, was I have to pay attention to everything. <laughs> and he shared about the car, one car he bought, and he went to drive the car, and the car suddenly stopped. Many times, and then he went back to the garage and said, the, gar- the car is not working. And the guy said, oh, it is working. Then he invited the, the seller, come with me. And they drove together, and the car stopped. And then have to bring the car to the mechanic. And what was going on? There is a tiny, tiny dirty inside of the engine. And because of that, the car was stopping. And sometimes tiny things in our lives, things that we don't want to confess, that we keep holding with we, we think, oh, this is okay. I don't know, I don't need to repent from this. I will keep. In this but you know you know deep in your heart this is not right you're not pleasing God you're not uh, you're not connecting with God you come to church but you cannot worship him freely why Be- because there are some tiny things that sometimes we need to confess and bit by bit God is so merciful God is so good because he knows our heart. He knows when we are ready. And then He comes and shows some areas to us that we need to change. And then maybe in uh, another week, He comes and shows something else. And this is what we call sanctification. Every day, God is shining His light on our lives. He wants to help us to be more like Him. And then He shows things that is not okay. And then we repent we change, and day by day we become more and more like him. And this is, for me, is wonderful, because he, is, he loved us, and he wants to have us close to him. Amen. There is no communion between light and darkness. There is no way you can hear from God if your heart is full of bitterness, anguish, rebellion, and fears. The Holy Spirit is like a dove. Do you know that? The Bible compares the Holy Spirit with a dove. And do you know a real dove? If if you put a dove to live in a cage, if you don't clean the cage at least three times a week, do you know what's going to happen with this dove? It's going to die. Why? because a dove cannot live in a dirty place. The same the Holy Spirit, he cannot live in a dirty heart. He needs a clean heart. He needs a, a pure heart for him to be ministering to us. That's why it's so important to have a clean heart, to repent from our sins, to always ask forgiveness and to always checking how is going on things inside of us. But you may, you may tell to me, you don't understand. I was betrayed. I was hurt. I had losses in my life. Why do I have to, to forgive? Why do I have to fix? Because it was they did things towards me. But you know, sometimes in life, we made choices. And people around us, maybe they hurt us. Maybe they do things against us that we don't like, but we need to make peace with God. We need to forgive, we need to fix those situations. If it's not in your hand, like if the person say, no, I don't want to forgive you, at least you did your part. Your heart is not holding that person anymore. That's why it's so important. Jacob, in fact, chose to betray his brother. It was his choice. He chose to betray his father as well, his brother and his father. He set everything up. That's why his brother's hatred was so strong. But he, ha- he had a birthright. God had promised his parents when he was born, despite being the second child. Look what God said in Genesis 25, 23, the Lord said to her, to uh, Jacob's mother, two nations are in your womb, and two people from within you will be separated, one people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger, Esau was, God, since he was born, God said, Esau is going to serve Jacob like the family knew that. And why they didn't accept? Why they have to do all those things? Why uh, Esau sold his primogeniture ch- exchange by a, a plate of soup? Why the mom uh, dress Jacob la- like his brother and deceive? her husband. Why? N- wrong choice. All those things could be talked, they could fix if they talked to each other, they say, okay, God said, okay, Isaac, come here and bless Jacob because he deserved this blessing. But they, their hearts were, were full of wrong feelings, and they made a lot of wrong choices. But even though they made all the wrong choices, what's happened? They had to fix one day. They have to go back there and talk to each other, because things are not going well. People hurt us. We make mistakes, and we make bad decisions. The problem is we will choose to live with the pains of your past, or you live as a child of God. This is your choice. God had plans for Jacob, but Jacob needed to first have an encounter with God. He had to face his sins. That's what we need, all of us. We need to encounter God. When we encounter him, we will see our mistakes, and we will deal with our own mistakes. I imagine that night in the Jabok Valley when he was in fight with God through prayer. It was really a fight with himself, I think. Even though the Bible says he was fighting with a man, I think he was fighting with himself as well. And I believe that man was an angel. But he was fighting with himself, with his memories, with his past, with his justification. He, is, he was fighting. But God, I had. If I have done, I will never receive because my father was... For my brother, not for me, and blah, blah, blah. And he was fighting with God. But until the Lord asked him, after he said, but, 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 then God said, what is your name? And this is the question that God is asking you. What is your name? Are you a deceiver or are you a child of God? What is your name? When he answers, he comes to his sense and realizes, that's right, I made wrong decisions. I have been deceiving myself and my family all along. God has a new name for you. God wants to call you Israel. Amen? Amen? But we need to face our sins. We need to stop justifying ourselves and hiding behind our religious religiousness. Because sometimes you just, you just fight. but God, I'm in church now, everything is alright. But do you want more? Do you want more from God? Do you want to go deeper in your relationship with God? If you want more, if you want to grow in your relationship with you, you have to check your heart. Don't be happy f- with what you have. God has more for you. He has much more. He wants you to grow more and more. He wants to use your life. But in the order for you to be used by him, n- you need to be clean. You need to be okay. I want to share very quickly a story uh, from one lady called Edith Eger. Uh, she's a Holocaust survivor. One day she arrived in the concentration camp like she was a teenager, Uh, her whole family were sent to the concentration camp in Auschwitz. And as soon as she got there, her mom and her father were sent straight away to the gas chamber. They were killed uh, straight away. She asked after a few hours in the the camp, where is my mom? And the guard uh, pointed to the smoke and said, she's there. And then she realized they, they killed her mom. She had to dance to that that's uh, that, that uh, doctor. And when she was called to dance because they said, she's a bailarina. She was just 16 years old. She said, and that day, she closed her eyes and she said, I will not I will not accept that I'm here. In my mind, I will be dancing like in a theater. And as she, she, clo- she closed her eyes, she was not dancing for that man for in that dirty place. She was dancing in her mind in a very nice place. She made a choice. And for her whole life, she was making choices and choices. took a long time for her to heal In her 40s, she was living in America, she went to college, she went back to college, and she became a psychologist. And she wrote a book about her experience when she was 90 years old. 90 years old. Today she is 96. She's still alive and teaching about forgiveness. God healed her heart, but took a long time. But she said she had to go back to the concentration camp. She had to forgive every person that did bad to her and to her family. But now her heart is free, and she's helping many people. And sometimes we, we think, why do I need to do that? Why do I need to face my past? Why do I need to to fix things in my life, because we need to experience the best that God has for us. And I now I want to go quickly to some points that sometimes you need to work in your life. I'm going to mention some areas that in our life sometimes we need to work with. For example, point one, maybe you, you struggle with anxiety. You worry a lot. This is a sin because Jesus said, Do not be anxious about anything because he takes care of us. And Philippians 4:6 says, Do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. The Bible says for us to... Present our anxieties, our requests to God and not be anxious. But normally we say, okay, God, I pray, but give me back. (laughs) We took things back. We don't trust him. And we need to work on this because this is something that doesn't please God. Why doesn't please God? Because when you allow the anxiety in your life, you cannot have peace. Those things don't stay together. Or you are anxious, or you are in peace. Have you been in peace when you are anxious? It's impossible, isn't it? We have to understand. We give anxiety to God, and then we trust. He will take care. Amen. Amen? And remember, all those things that I'm talking to you are choices that you have to make. You have to make a choice. You have to give. You cannot hold those things. You have to give. Those, like Jacob, he had to go back. He chose to go back. You have to decide to do things to change in your life. If you just pray, oh, God, please change, but you stay in the same place, nothing's going to change. Something has to be done. Point two, control anger. Uncontrolled controlled anger, lack of control, impatience, frustration, those things doesn't please God. Those things is not from the Holy Spirit. Those things are from our flesh. Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, and the message version says, I like this version, it says, go ahead and be angry. You do well to be angry, but... But don't use your anger as a fool for revenge. And don't stay angry. You can, you can feel the anger, but don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry as well. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. Amen? Amen. Sometimes things happen and we feel angry. But the Bible says, don't keep this inside of your heart. Don't feed this on your life. Don't go to bed with that. Solve the problem. Talk with the person. Don't give the devil the foothold in your life. Amen? Amen. Third point, bitterness. When we feel wronged, we may turn a kind of anger against God and others and then we get bitter, we do not enjoy the grace of God. Angry and unhappy feeling caused by the belief that you have been treated unfairly. This is what means bitter, bitterness, when you feel like some you're not being treated unfairly. Hebrews 12, 15 says, See to... See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter goal root, sorry, n- that no bitter roots grow up to cause trouble and defile many. I want to read the version the in the Amplify Bible. Exercise foresight and be on the watch to look after one another, to see that no one falls back from all and fails to secure God's grace, his unmerited favor and spiritual blessing, in order that no root of resentment, rancor, bitterness, and rated shoots forth and cause troubles and bitter torment, and the many become contaminated and defiled by it. We have to watch our hearts, because bitterness is something that can create roots in your life, And then you're going to be a slave of this feeling. And then you have difficulty to relate to people. And this is not good also for your relationship with God. Another thing that also sin, when you allowed sadness, lack of faith or or loss of hope to grow in your heart. The Bible says in Psalms 42:5, why? Why my soul are you don't cast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Sometimes we face circumstances. Sometimes we face problems. Sometimes we feel sad. But if this is taking hold of you, that make you don't want to go anywhere, just stay home, don't want to talk to anybody, you have to... To shake yourself. Why you are so? Don't cast. Why you are this way? Lift up. Talk to someone. Maybe dance. Talk. Uh, call someone. Say, pray for me. Can I go to your house? Don't stay in this place. Don't allow this to grow. Because this shows lack of faith and lack of hope. loss of hope. Five, Envy. You're not happy with what you have, discontent. Envy is accompanied by pride, selfishness, and greed. You have to learn to be happy and grateful for what you have. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy roots the bones. Envy roots the bones. Envy destroys yourself if you compare yourself with others, if you start looking, oh, she has a beautiful house and my house is so tiny, oh, she has this and I don't have that, oh, she has that car, I don't have a car, I have to walk, if you compare yourself all the time and you feel sad for yourself, you are giving space for this, and this, the Bible says, roots the bones, destroy your life. Don't allow this to grow in your life. Amen? Seven, fear. It leads us to disobey God. It paralyzes us. Why can't we trust him? Contrary to fear is trust and faith. It leads us to trust the word to, to trust the the word of god like uh, when you have fear you cannot trust the lord, the word of god you cannot obey what god is saying to you god may say maybe say to you in your heart pray for that person i oh, said oh god if i pray what this person is going to say bless that person give that go there oh no lord but i'm afraid if i go what's going to happen i remember once I uh, in Brazil, I received um, one uh, address in from the church in my house, and they were asking me to visit a lady that lives near my house. And I was a little bit uh, afraid to visit her, because I thought maybe she's not going to answer when I knock the door. She's not going to allow me to go to her house. And I he- hesitate many days. But so then I, I obeyed, I decided, I go and I visit her. And I visit that lady. She has set my, my, myself in her house. We start doing discipleship. And today she's a pastor in the church. Her name is Angela. She came to visit us years ago. And she's a very nice person. But if imagine if I kept the fear in my heart, if I never went to her house. We have no pastor in the church. Now she, she and her husband, they are taking care of one church back in Brazil. And if I allow the fear in my heart, she will never be there. She will probably be in her house, divorced and with, with her life totally destroyed. But God operate a miracle because I decided to go and do what the he was calling me to do. Seven, laziness. When we are neglecting and do not assume our responsibilities, we are selfish and only think about about ourselves. Proverbs 24, 30 to 34 says, I went past the field of a sluggard, past the vineyard of someone was, who has no sense. Thorns had come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds, and the stone's wall was in ruins. I applied my heart to that. I observe and I learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief And scarcely like an armed man. You want to be poor? Be lazy. (laughs) You want to be rich? Work hard. That's what the Bible says. And laziness is a sin. And we have to ask God to forgive us when we are being lazy. Eight, pride. It's the base of all sin. When we worship ourselves, we think we are too good and even better than God. This is what happened with Satan. Proverbs 16:18 says, Pride is the first step towards destruction. Proud thoughts will lead you to defeat. Then we have to search our hearts. We have to search if there is pride inside of us. I'm just going to mention quickly the, all the eight ones that I mentioned, just quickly. Anxiety, let's say with me anxiety, anxiety. uncontrolled anger, anxiety. bitterness, anxiety. Sadness. sadness, envy, envy. Fear. fear, laziness, laziness. pride. I just mentioned some. If we start checking our hearts, maybe we can find more things. But Holy Spirit will show you what we need to work on your life. Jacob had to leave all his sins at the Lord's feet, the same as we. We had to humble ourselves, and he, tha- he did that. And only after that, he was blessed and received a new name and a new identity. After this experience with the Lord, he was able to face his brother and his family. You can read the whole he, the whole chapter. He returned home, and he he encountered his brother. The Bible says in Isaiah thirty three four when he saw, when he saw. Saw <laughs> When Esau saw Jacob, he ran to meet him. He put his arms around Jacob, hugged his neck, and kissed him. Then they both cried. It a beautiful encounter. Before they were enemy enemies, but now they are real brothers. If you continue reading, you see that he could help his people to sanctify themselves. Take out the gods of their minds, and then victory and worship came. After that, they, they had to go to a battle. But uh, he he understood we need to take sin from our lives. He himself understood that, and then he did with his whole clan, with his whole family. Just let's read Genesis 35, three to five. Says, then come, let us go to battle where I will build an altar to God who answered me in the day of my distress and who has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave a, gave Jacob all the foreign gods they had in the rings in their ears and Jacob buried them under the oak of Sheshem. Then they set out and the terror of God fell on the towns all around them so that no one pursued them you see because they repent because they took away all sin all the false gods from their lives what's happened the blessing of god came upon them they were blessed that's why it's so important for us to to repent to restore to to check our hearts i am walking with god for so many years and i have to check my heart every day Don't think I am perfect. Even Pastor Marcio, we have to check our hearts every day. We have to humble our hearts every day. We need that every day. That's why, because God wants us to grow more and more and to know him deeper and deeper, because he wants to use us, but we need to be able to to function well. And to conclude... I want to say, restoration and freedom comes with repentance of sins. And this is not just once in Christian life. We need to live a life of repentance. Amen. There are things in our, in our lives that appra- apparently don't seem that bad. But as you get closer to the light of God that is holy, you see where you need to fix yourself, where you need to repent. If we cannot relate to people... If we, like Jacob, always run away from our brothers and sisters or um, from our cell meeting, we have a problem to fix. This, these are sins we need to repent of. Our father wants to have a good, a good relationship with us, but he doesn't accept dirty, something badly done. He wants us to transform us from glory to Amen. glory. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Let's stand up. Let's stand up. Let's, I want you to start checking your heart. God has a goal. His goal is use us as his witness in this earth. He wants to use you and me as his ambassadors of the king. And for that, we need to have the mind of Christ. The Bible says, whoever put his hand on the plow cannot look back. You commit yourself with the Lord. One day, you ask to be baptized. One day, you commit yourself to to walk with him. But my question to you, who are you today? Do you still a Jacob? Do you still like him? Or do you feel yourself like Israel, a child of God? Do you feel like I am I am I'm a, a child of God? I am fully connected with him. I can listen to his voice. I can hear what he's telling me. Or do you feel like he, even though you are baptized, you're still far away? Even though you are committed to the Lord, you st- He's still far away from you. If he, you feel that He's not close to you, it means something is not okay. You need to check your heart. Amen. And I want to ask you, please close your eyes. Start checking your heart. Is there any area in your life that you need to confess? Your past, should only have one function in your life to be a testimony of how the lord freed you if you can't tell your past to someone it's because the devil is still holding you there if you can't tell your past to someone it's because the devil is still holding you there the day you confess your sins and, are, and you are set free, you no longer be shameful or painful to talk about it. If you still hurt when you talk your, about your past, if you still feel pain, if you still anger, if it's still difficult, it means you need healing. And please ask the Lord now, say to him, Lord, heal my heart, forgive my sin, confess it by name. Like, like he had to do, Jacob had to fight. Don't conform the way you are. You, if you have fast, cry out, repent from your sin, seek for help, but don't stay stuck in your past. Take time this week to be with the Lord. Let him show you the dirt and let him to clean you. The Bible says when you confess our sins to the Lord, he will throw it away in a very deep in the ocean. And he will not take it back to point the finger to you. If you are feeling guilt, maybe Satan just saying things to you again and again. But if you confess, don't be afraid. He forgives you. Man. He forgives you. He's not going to blame you anymore. Man. The only one who likes to blame is Satan or sometimes ourselves. Jesus is our good shepherd. Don't, like, don't live like a sorry, defeat person anymore. You are what the Lord says you are. You are his child. I want to pray for you now. I want to pray, Father God, here here is your people, Lord. Here is your people, Lord. We want to know you more, Lord. We want to have a deeper relationship with you, Lord. We want to have, Lord, a revelation of your love, of your grace, of yourself, Lord. And I pray, Lord, the same way you reveal yourself, Lord, to Jacob in that valley, Lord. Lord, I pray that you can reveal yourself to my brothers and sisters, Lord. To those who are committing themselves today to you, Lord. To those who are saying, Lord, I want more, Lord. I want to encounter you, Lord. I want to be changed, Lord. I want something new in my life, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that the power of sin, Lord, be broken in the name of Jesus, Lord today lord we break the power of sin in our lives lord lord we repent lord we want to be changed lord we want to be lord made new lord by your power lord by your holy spirit lord and i pray lord that your holy spirit can search our hearts lord Search our hearts, Lord. Whatever is not okay, Lord, show us, Lord. Help us to change, Lord. Help us to repent, Lord. Help us, Lord, to not be conformed, Lord. We want to face, Lord, what is wrong in our lives, Lord. And we want to change our lives, Lord. Because we want to be okay with you, Lord. We want to be, Lord, connect with you, Lord. We don't want to give up, Lord, but we want to grow, Lord. We want to grow. We want to be, Lord. Like this man, Lord, his name changed, Lord, he became Israel, Lord, he became, Lord, a prince, Lord, he became, he was used by you, Lord, Lord, he was a blessing, Lord, he was a blessing, Lord, because he decided to face his past, Lord, and help us, Lord, to face our past, Lord, and to not be afraid, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, help us, Father, in the name of Jesus, Can you say to the Lord, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. To not be conformed, Lord. But to be different, Lord. To face, Lord. To fight, Lord. Because I want to be like Him. I want to be like Israel, Lord. I want to be a child of God. I want to live like a child of God. Amen. 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 Glory to God.